0: Well, just a few minutes ago, Time Magazine has named their 2023 Person of the Year, and you will never guess. Actually, if you've got even half of a brain cell, you might actually guess who it is, but we're gonna get into all of that. Plus, Riley Gaines joining the show after her big testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill. Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. There you go. I think I'm finally, finally getting my groove uh, as far as the week is concerned. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Of course, this is Outkick the Morning. And of course, I am Charlie Arnold. Uh, I have one thing to say. I am not Times 2023 20, person of the year. I don't know why. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't even make the short list this year. I actually have never made the short list. Uh, but it has been made official. They have named their person of the year. And can I get a drum roll, please? The winner is none other than Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, they just made the announcement probably around like 25 minutes ago. Now, of course, you probably are familiar with this award. It happens every year. And it's bestowed upon the person that time deems to be the most influential in a given year. And I'm actually really happy, I must say, that they chose Taylor Swift because, aside from being a worldwide phenomenon— She is nothing short of that. And an amazing performer. She did single-handedly boost the U.S. economy with her Eras tour. And here's what I want to know. Can she have another tour? Please. Because the economy, as we know, it needs even more help. Because my grocery bill the other day, outrageous. Literally offensive. One bag of groceries cost me like $65. Anyways, we'll, we'll get to that subject on a different day and in a different time. Because another reason I am happy that time ultimately chose Taylor Swift is because of how terrible, and and honestly terrible is an understatement, most of the shortlist was. Uh, It included Donald Trump's prosecutors, aka the crew designated by the corrupt government to jail Joe Biden's number one opponent before the election occurs, Barbie, and the Hollywood strikers. That's just to name a couple of them. Uh, If you... Heard me give my review on Barbie earlier this summer. You know that's a hard no for me. And the Hollywood Strikers, what did they do again this year? Not work? <laughs> totally deserving of person of the year, you're right. Uh, I am not exactly aware who on the Time staff or who outside of the Time staff chooses the person of the year. But it's quite obvious, this is one thing I know about them, that they're a liberal. Uh, because past winners have included Joe Biden. Kamala Harris, and this one's my favorite because you all know I love her, Greta Thunberg. Yes, these are some of our past winners. And in this last winner from last year, Vladimir Zelensky, and also the spirit of Ukraine was named as a winner. Ah, I love it, right? Uh, That's how we know the person choosing is an absolute liberal. But in, in the wake of this announcement, I have decided to name Charlie's person of the year because I feel like we need to throw a couple conservative names in the mix. It's only right, right? You can't name a person of the year without being unbiased. So here on my list, I've composed just a tiny bit of a short list. I have Dana White. We talk about him all the time on the show. Major proponent of free speech. Does what he wants. Says what he wants. Believes in healthy debate. Gotta love him for that. Also helped to merge WWE and UFC this year. That was a monster deal that everybody was talking about. Uh, We have Joe Rogan. Same thing. Not afraid to speak his mind. Not afraid to engage in healthy and productive discussion with people from all different walks of life, talking about all different types of subjects that no one will touch with a 10-foot pole these days. And then I also have Lena Habba. She is the primary attorney for President Trump, doing a fantastic job and looking phenomenal while doing it, I must say. I really appreciate that she embodies exactly what it means to be a woman, the modern-day woman, but the exact opposite of what feminists try to preach that a woman should be these days and even, I'm going to throw Taylor Swift on the list because, like I said, she did help to boost the economy. I think, even though I'm not a diehard Swifty, I think she is phenomenal at her job, and she definitely deserves the recognition. But there's one other person I'm going to put on the list, and this is the person I deem my winner. Uh, they've already won an award in the past. They actually won in 2021. And my award for Charlie's Person of the Year 2023 goes to none other than Elon Musk. Elon Musk, honestly, dead or alive, number one person I would want to sit down and have dinner with. Uh, Like I said, he won this award back in 2021, and even though I have decided that whoever chooses this award is a liberal, I have to imagine they chose him, because this was before he bought Twitter. This is when he was still just a businessman doing really awesome, courageous things in the tech industry, uh, starting to send people and things up into space. Uh, So I imagine that's why he was awarded this honor in 2021. But let's look at what he's accomplished this year. He bought Twitter for way more than what it was worth. Knowingly, he paid more than what it was worth, all in an effort to save free speech. Of course, all of this coming at great personal risk. He is one of the few billionaires who is not a coward, and more evidence of that is actually a tweet that he sent out just a couple of hours ago saying this on X, quote, so you're not mad at those who lied to you for years, but you're mad at me for proving lied to you. He didn't really provide much context, uh, but I think it's very clear that there's so many examples that he's pointing to, uh, X being just one of them. Uh, The fact that there was so much manipulation, so much corruption on the social platform in the past few years, and now that he's bought it, he's running it how it should have been run all along. Uh, There isn't a bias that exists. If you want to speak from one side, Feel free. You want to speak from another, feel free. But there's no censoring. There's no suppression of speech like we've seen in years past. And now people are mad at him because he's allowing that to happen. So I don't think that says anything about him. I think that says something about everybody else. Um, okay. Uh, now, another person that has been doing amazing things this year, and someone who I'm sure has made a short list for several people out there for 2023's person of the year. Let's go ahead and bring in Riley Gaines, who is fresh off Capitol Hill testifying yesterday, all in the effort to save women, their spaces, and women's sports. Good morning
1: to you, Riley. Good morning, Charlie. How you doing?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. The question is, how are you doing? Uh, you had quite the day yesterday. I wanna hear all about it.
1: I certainly did. Uh, those days on Capitol Hill are long. Uh, but it was good. You know, we had this hearing, of course, it was the Oversight and Accountability uh, Committee. And this hearing was surrounding Title IX uh, and urging the Biden administration to uphold the original intent of Title IX. Uh, the chairwoman and who brought this hearing forward is Representative Lisa McLean from Michigan. And I just want to say I'm incredibly grateful uh, for her leadership. She is tiny but feisty. She, she's a She's one of the good ones. Uh, and so we had this hearing and, of course, I mean, it went on for like four hours, uh, four hours of being berated and called every name imaginable, as I'm sure you're all aware. Um, but honestly, I do, think it, I do think it went really well. Uh, I think we were able to effectively get our point across, maybe not to the Democrat members of Congress, uh, but certainly to the public in the videos that were captured and kind of that went viral after the hearing.
0: Uh, Well, you had a major mic drop moment because, like you said, you were called some hateful names. uh, But in response to being called one of those hateful names, you had, as you always do, and I'm so proud of you for it, one of the best comebacks. So let's take a listen to that.
1: What about the harm to us? Who is working to minimize the harm done to female athletes? Let me be perfectly clear. A school that knowingly allows a male athlete to take a spot on a women's team or allows a male athlete to take the field in a women's game is denying a female student athletic opportunity. And that is sex-based discrimination and it violates Title IX, regardless of what the new regulations might say. It is my sincere hope that members of this committee will take action to stop the Biden administration's illegal and administrative rewrite of Title IX. Of course, there is a place for everyone Regardless of gender identity, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of race or what sports you play, there's a place for everyone to play sports in this country. But unsafe, unfair, and discriminatory practices towards women must stop. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you.
0: So we obviously heard her reaction. She wanted to get those comments removed from the ledger, uh, erased, if you will. Her, her uh, request denied, thank goodness. Uh, but what was the overall reaction? What was, you know, what were people's faces saying? What kind of comments did you get after not just making that statement, but, but saying everything that you said that was so ultra important?
1: I mean, faces in the room dropped. Uh, I I don't think people are used to hypocrites, really. I don't think hypocrites are used to being called out. But our job as Americans, especially the next 11 months and everyone listening, I challenge you for the next 11 months to call out hypocrisy, uh, to stand your ground, to Mm -hmm. fight for your freedoms harder than you've ever fought, because it is more crucial now than it ever has been. Uh, And so I believe the people in the room, uh, there was a lot of if you if you watch the C-SPAN video. Uh, the the audience, the people watching the hearing, uh, they almost laugh. They're like, "Oh my gosh, did she just say that?" And of course, I wasn't <laughs> planning on saying that. That wasn't originally in my testimony. But seriously, listening to her open monologue, she starts it by saying, "You know, we're going to be forced to sit here and listen to transphobic bigotry." She goes on to talk about. Uh, the suicide rates of trans individuals and the mental health of trans individuals, essentially saying it should be our burden to carry someone else's internal torment as female athletes. That's what we should carry, and so just listening to that, I'm I'm sitting there. How in the world is a sitting member of Congress? How is this appropriate behavior? How is this allowed? Uh, I believe she should have been removed from the hearing as soon as she said that, uh, and so of course, you know, we deem. People like me, the media, and again, our politicians were deemed anti-trans. But in my mind, in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, if anti, if being pro-woman is inherently Mm anti-trans, then wouldn't being pro-trans inherently be anti-woman, which is, of course, the definition of a misogynist.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a smart girl for connecting the dots. You know, when I hear you speak, again, I've told you this before, you just sound so wise beyond your years. Uh, you've lived through it firsthand. So, obviously, a lot of the emotion uh, that's in your testimony is real. You've felt it. You're still feeling it. When you're putting together this testimony, where do you begin? Like, I, I just can't wrap my head around having to make such an important statement like this in front of the politicians that will ultimately help to decide the way our laws are interpreted, the way our laws are amended, if Title IX ultimately becomes amended. I mean, this is, this is so important. How do you even begin to put together testimony like this?
1: Well, I will tell you, uh, the beautiful thing about this topic, a couple things, actually one, it's literally common sense. It is so basic to understand. <laughs> it doesn't require any sort of Um, really any sort of greater understanding of science past fifth grade biology, right? I don't even know if you need to go that far. Uh, So certainly I believe that's a big part of it. Of course, too, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, Having, you know, playing sports my entire life, seeing the benefits of playing sports and and how uh, opportunities for women in sports have increased over the past 50 years, knowing all of these things, uh, it's just easy for me. Um, It really is. And I certainly don't feel, you know, I don't feel like this person who's overly wise. I really don't. I think I'm saying something that we all know, even even the members of Congress, the Democrat members who sit there and again berated us, me specifically for hours. They know this. Of course, they know what I'm saying. Uh, They're just choosing to ignore it and choosing to virtue signal rather than putting facts over feelings. They know this. Uh, and so kind of having logic, common sense, science, reasoning, lived experience all on my side, uh, it's easy for me. It really is. and it's it's not hard to say what I'm saying. Um, it's scarier to me to not stand for the truth. So
0: Well, you talk about lack of logic, AOC, somebody we definitely would point a finger at when talking about a lack of logic. After you made your testimony, she made comments saying that all underage women will face genital examinations if biological men are barred from women's sports. I'm just this is obviously a scare tactic in a way that 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 tells legislators, no, you know, we, we, we must amend. Otherwise, women are actually, you know, the, the way you think they're going to suffer, you know, if we if we do amend it, they'll, they'll suffer even more if we don't.
1: What no a stupid statement uh, is this? That's incredibly just uninformed information she was spouting. That's not the case for any state. as She was referring to state legislature, and that's the process that states are going to go through to determine who is male and female as they're going to inspect your genitals. No. Uh, it's called a routine physical, and it's something that every athlete, including myself, my entire life, uh, has to go through. Certain states check birth certificates, certain states uh, or, certain, or certain sport governing bodies do cheek swabs, but there is no genital inspection. The Actually, the people who had their genitals inspected were the females in that locker room who had a man in our locker room, but that doesn't matter to AOC or, again, any of the other Democratic members in the U.S. House, in the Senate, or the Biden administration. Uh, so, yes, I certainly agree that was entirely fear-mongering. Uh, that's Absolutely
0: what that was. Uh, well, hopefully your testimony helps in the effort to prevent Title IX from being amended. I can't imagine the horrors that women are going to face if this law that's been around for over 50 years now does, in fact, get changed in, in history, begins to be rewritten. Uh, but something else that you're doing to help the cause is you're trying to push women Out of the shadows, right? A lot of women feel uncomfortable talking about this, and rightly so, because just like you, who thank goodness you have a thick skin, but you're called hateful all the time, you're called a bigot. And the women who are experiencing the same things you did, or maybe even if they haven't experienced firsthand, they realize how horrible it is, they're still afraid to speak up. And so now two transgender cyclists, recently, they've won gold and silver in a women's race in Illinois, for what is now the second time in two months. So now you are offering to pay the prize money for any woman who sits out of competing against a biological man. Talk to me about that.
1: Yes. uh, I believe it should be incentivized. I think it's time. It's something again, the left does super well is they incentivize uh, this idea of men competing in women's sports, because look, you get to go in women's locker rooms, you get to win national titles, whatever that might be. We need to start incentivizing on our side uh, for women to stop participating in the farce uh, they need to be told they are worthy. They need to be told um, that they deserve fair competition. Uh, and so I believe offering to pay pr- the prize money that they would potentially lose out on, uh, mm-hmm. I believe that's a way to do that. And I will say, I talked I talked about this before, of course, publicly posting this with Seth Dillon of the Babylon Bee. Um, and and he's now offered to double this or to match the, the prize fee, which oh, is wow. amazing, so really good stuff.
0: Wow. Well, I I hope that it's not just Seth. I mean, I think that a lot of people could be incentivized by this. I mean, this could end up being, you know, or there could be a real push uh, to encourage women to speak up, to boycott, as we have seen. The left, they, you know, they they like to use boycotts all the time uh, for their own purposes, and I think uh, this is this is one thing that conservatives should completely get behind. And honestly. I actually want to take that back. I don't even think it's about being conservatives. Just like you said before, this is about just solely having common sense and the education that's acquired uh, in fifth grade. Uh, Simple science, two genders, men, women. Uh, Riley, what's next for you after making this testimony? What do you have next on your plate?
1: Gosh, uh, still continuing to advocate, advocate. Uh, I believe now there will be, I I think in the next coming weeks, what the Biden administration is going to do, it's undeniable, uh, and I've said this since April of last year, uh, what they're going to do now is discreetly push out this rewrite, and if I had any, if I was a betting person, uh, I believe they're going to do it right before Christmas, so it's kind of under the radar, because they know public Mm. opinion is not in their favor, uh, and so I will certainly be watching that very closely uh, and be of course, dedicated to exposing this to the public. Uh, so that's kind of the next big push is making sure the the Biden administration doesn't get away with this illegal and really criminal rewrite of Title IX.
0: Wow. Well, you know, again, I always tell you this, but thank you for doing what you're doing, seeing you yesterday with such poise, such grace. Uh, you were so eloquent in everything that you're saying. I have so much admiration for you, and I know that so many other women in this country and around the world have the same. So thank you so much for your time, Riley. Thanks for joining the show. And we will talk to you soon.
1: Of course. Thank you.
2: Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned.
0: Riley is just so great. Uh, I truly, when I watch her, And I remember that she's still in her early 20s. It blows my mind. When she speaks, she sounds like she has decades and decades of experience in this realm behind her. But really, you have to remember, it's been not even really two years that she started being an activist uh, in the fight to save women's sports. So hats off to Riley. And uh, hats off to everyone else who is fighting this fight. Uh, I know the team at Outkick uh, were very involved. So uh, shout out to the whole team here as well, which includes my next guest, who is now a cornerstone of every Wednesday of Outkick the Morning. Thank goodness. He is the host of Don't At Me. He is Dan Dokic. Hey. Hello, uh, Dan. My- Good my morning. This
2: is too close to the screen. I got to pull this back a little bit. It's too much <laughs> of my big fat face. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Did you make it to Fantastic. the gym last so week? Like, like we talked Dayton,
2: about Florida, uh, being an old person. So it's awesome for next day or two. I love it.
0: Now, you know what though? I will say, Dan, I've been talking to some people recently And Naples seems to have found its Riz. I don't know if you uh, have heard about Riz yet. It's the new word of 2023, according to the Oxford Dictionary. It means charisma. But a lot of people have been telling me that Naples is actually getting like a little. I don't know. I don't want to say younger. That's not the right word that I wanted to use. But like, it's getting cool. Is that true? Is Naples getting cooler?
2: It it all coincided with my wife and I coming down here the last three years. Once, once the paparazzi, (laughs) they found out that. Dan and Lee were here. The place exploded. The cool kids came. There's velvet ropes, bottle service, and of course, paparazzi. Yeah. So I don't, I have no idea actually, <laughs> but um, I just follow. You know what I mean? You know, I'm a follower. My wife says, This is what we're doing. And I say, Okay, let's go. I'm in.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, Popping bottles in Naples. I will put that on my list of things that I need to do in the upcoming new year. Uh, but real quick, Dan, did you, start your workout regimen like we had talked about last week? Cause I I'm on board now.
2: Well, you really don't need it. I, on the other hand do, and I have lost <laughs> the equivalent to a deck chair off a of Titanic. I have lost six pounds. I am doing the uh, wow. Peloton treadmill boot camps. And I got to tell you, uh, if you read about me dying doing a treadmill Peloton boot camp, know that I died with a smile <laughs> on my face because I kind of like the pain. I've become sadistic that way. I like the pain. The pain feels good, Charlie.
0: Well, you ha- yeah, you have to embrace the pain. Uh, you yeah. know that from being an athlete and a coach. Um, we talked earlier in the show about time naming the person of the year. Taylor Swift is the winner. What do you think about this? Do you think they got it right in If not, who would you have named your person of the year?
2: Oh, I think uh, truthfully, um, I thought that they would go with Yeltsin. I thought I thought they would go with him. You know, I thought they would go with somebody. But Taylor Swift, what has she actually done? I get it. She's making millions. Look, I don't care, but I I am surprised that they didn't go with a transgender, whatever the words are. Bilingual
0: lesbian.
2: Oh my gosh, please. Like, I'm surprised (laughs) that that they went with, like, a white woman. What is wrong with them? What are they thinking? This is the biggest... You're right. Right? Tell me. Who did you think? But you tell me, a white woman? No way. We got to get some (gasps) transgender something, 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 (laughs) something, maybe LGTQ. But hey, good for Time Magazine. They went with Taylor Swift. And I think this... I tell my daughter this all the time, who is a teacher and a Swiftie. And I'm like, look, Travis Kelsey made Taylor Swift. And if you want to make Swifties crazy, tell them that that'll make Swifties insane. And I love that when my daughter's like, dad, you're just an idiot. and I can't argue.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. You know what? You're right, though. From the perspective of progressiveness, a white woman just does not fit the bill. Uh, that's funny. I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Uh, the only thing is I'll say is she did help to boost the economy. Like there was proof that her tour did help to boost the economy. And I was saying at the beginning of the show, I wish she would have another tour because I go to the grocery store now and I am just flabbergasted by my grocery bill upon checkout. I mean, I don't even get that much stuff and I pay so much money and everything. When I go look at the prices, I'm like, You know, you're almost like, wait a second, did that used to be that expensive? And I'm like, I don't think that it was, but I can't even remember anymore. It feels like now everything's just gotten so expensive. So that is the only reason I am going to allow them to award her with person of the year.
2: I am Um, nodding my head.
0: Dan, (laughs) you're nodding your head. Uh, Let's get into some football. Um, Michigan's head coach, Jim Harbaugh, this is a subject you're going to be getting into in more depth on your show coming up very shortly here. Uh, Michigan really embracing the role, as we've seen, of being the victim. Like, they're really playing it up. We saw it from the beginning, the the Michigan versus everybody merch. What do you think about all this? Are are you buying that they really feel like they're the victim, or is this just a storyline? Is this just a way to sell tickets to get more people drawn in and involved?
2: I had a friend that committed murder and he tried to tell me, well, you know, uh, th- th- I'm like, wait a second. Y- you did it. You can't be a victim. You can't have me sit there and make excuses for you. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, you're right. I go, I know. So Michigan commits the crime. Like nobody says Charlie that you have to do anything illegal, rash I mean, actually, You're supposed to be, when you are a Michigan man, you're supposed to be better than us. My son went to Michigan. I paid a lot of money to the University of Michigan. I heard about Michigan men. I know some great guys. Duncan Robinson of the Heat was my son's roommate. Mo Wagner of the Magic, my son's roommate. And they are great dudes. I understand what Michigan's trying to sell. What
0: about Maury Gostrand?
2: Maury, our guy. That's right. I forgot about Maury. <laughs> there are great Michigan men, but the biggest, most high-profile Michigan group of men is the football team, and the leader of that, the most high-profile Michigan man, cheated his brains out. So don't tell me you're a victim once you commit the crime like my friend. No. You're a criminal. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's like, well, a couple of them are criminals. They got the assistant coach (laughs) that is being investigated for cyber crimes. And they got the low level staffer that tried to buy vodka to go hang out with a 13 year old girl. So there are some criminals in this thing. Hell no, Charlie. Look, is it Michigan against everybody or are we America's team? If you're America's team, you're not against everybody. So Screw Michigan, they're being disingenuous, they're trying to figure out a way to get on the right side, but if it helps them win two football games, ain't nobody going to care because they'll be national champs.
0: National champs and a lot of money in Jim Harbaugh's pockets too, he's already made so much money in those bonuses uh, from, who knows, we still don't know definitively if he even knew about the cheating scheme to begin with, but... You know, bottom line, he's making some money. And I guess at the end of the day, that's what you want, right?
2: Charlie, I was a head coach for 10 years. Now basketball's different. There's less people around. <laughs> but I guarantee you, if the guy is standing next to me in during a game or sitting next to me in basketball during a game, I know what his job is and I know what he's doing. So I get it, and there are so many pictures of hardball, and this goes for defensive and offensive coordinators too. If this guy who is stealing the signs is standing next to you, I guarantee you, you know what this guy is about. And I'll he tell you knows. something else. There's a lot of guys that aren't standing next to the coach or the defensive or offensive coordinator that maybe you don't know what they're doing. But when you get that kind of access in-game, on the sideline, no, no, no. I don't buy for a second, and this goes to my experience as a head coach, I don't buy for a second that that he didn't know. He's got to say that, Charlie, and good for him. But, again, I use the word disingenuous because I don't think old Jimmy's telling the truth.
0: Yeah, 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 and you're right. And even if, hypothetically, he didn't know what was going on, then that just says something about him as a coach uh, that he's not as involved as he should be because, as the head coach, you should know what everybody on your staff – is up to essentially at all times, at least when they're on the job. I mean, that's goes without well, saying. So uh, it, you're probably right.
2: Here's the other thing. Like when I worked for Bob Knight, you were scared to death to cheat because he set a culture that was like, hey, you cheat, you're fired." We do a lot. You know, we may push kids. We may push them too hard. People met whatever. But we ain't cheating. So if you set up a culture where everybody's scared to death of cheating, particularly as the head coach, you don't have cheating. So he obviously didn't set that culture. Obviously, one of his guys that he hired decided this was a good thing and everybody accepted it. So, nah, I'm not buying any of that. But you're right about the money. The dude is making money. And let me tell you something. I don't think he'll be the head coach in Michigan next year, but I think he'll be the NFL making even more money.
0: Yeah, well, talking about how things were – then versus now in terms of cheating, but also then versus now in terms of what college athletes can receive as far as some compensation goes. Uh, we look at USC running back and legend, really, Reggie Bush. Uh, he was part of the Stack 2023 College Football Hall of Fame class that last night was inducted in Atlanta and also included Tim Tebow, Dwight Freeney, Luke Kuechly, Eric Berry, among others. Uh, Bush joins them and forever being enshrined in Atlanta, Georgia. But, Dan, he is still waiting to be vindicated because the NCAA remains, to this day, after years now, in possession of his Heisman Trophy. And when you look back at the reason why he got it taken away from him in the first place, because he received, you know, what they considered to be unfair compensation, you know, when he was a college and or when he was an, a student athlete and, you know, th- this wasn't allowed back then. But then you look at now how— men in his position are receiving millions of dollars from all different types of people, sponsorships, collaborations, deals. Uh, It just doesn't make sense. Uh, What needs to happen for Reggie Bush to get his trophy back?
2: You know, I'm going to argue with you a little bit. I think I'll stand with the NCAA on this. Um, Cheating back then is not a victimless crime. Uh, People say it's a victimless crime. Well, you're just paying kids. No, you're not. Uh, Schools that didn't get Reggie Bush because they weren't willing to pay like Pete Carroll did. Schools that had to play against the guy that at that time were cheating. I I don't think it's a victimless crime. I I never have. I never will. In fact, I I equate it to steroids. You know, the guy in the minor leagues decides he's not going to cheat and use steroids. Uh, His roommate does. His roommate's in the big leagues and me doing the right thing. Um, I end up back-selling insurance. So I, I, at the time, uh, what you, if it wasn't important, USC wouldn't have done it. Let me put it to you that way. And USC absolutely knew. You know who, what a guy's driving. I mean, you may not know what the 20th assistant's doing, but you know what a guy's driving, you know what a guy's living. And at that time, the Heisman Trophy being taken away and then inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame is hypocritical as hell. I mean, look, if you're going to say we don't award you, reward you with a Heisman because you cheated, then don't reward you for on-field performance and put you in the Hall of Fame. It seems to me to be incredibly hypocritical. If I were going to say, okay, Reggie Bush needs to be in the Hall of Fame, then I'm going to say and I'm going to give his Heisman back because both are a a function of on-field performance. If I'm going to say Reggie Bush and his people cheated and were taking away his Heisman, then I'm not letting him in the Hall of Fame. I know they're separate entities. I get all that, but they're connected with on-field performance. I think, uh, Charlie. I think it's incredibly hypocritical for one to happen and not the other. Which whichever way it happened, you know. I mean, if they were if they were going to give him his Heisman and to take away College Football Hall of Fame, that's hypocritical. But I do think back when, when he was doing it, uh, it, it is a hell of an advantage to teams. And a lot of guys lost their jobs uh, because they wouldn't cheat. They wouldn't pay kids. They wouldn't set up kids to be paid mm-hmm. like USC did. So I'm not the – I I like Reggie Bush. Yeah. I've had a chance to meet. Him, and I think he's I, a good I, dude. I just
0: think what you're saying – yeah, I just think what you're saying in, in terms of – the Heisman Trophy was awarded to him for what he was able to accomplish on the field. I mean, he wasn't the only one who was complicit in receiving gifts. You know, it's it It, it also falls. Well, he's the on only one that they charge. I
2: mean, he, he, he's it's, the only one that they they made a deal of. Look, yeah, it, it, the, the guy that exactly, and I think that's was wrong. Carol, he Carol just took off to the NFL like he's the guy that said, wait, wait. Paul, hey, Reggie, you deal with all this stuff. You 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 guys deal with it. I'm gonna get a payday. It, it, look, the whole thing. You, you, everybody's in a bad position. Like the Heisman Trophy does talk about, I guess, in their bylaws. I, I, I haven't read them, but I was told. I remember when this was all going down. Character, blah 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 blah. You got to be above board. Truthfully, I could care less. If they said, "Hey Reggie, here's your Heisman," I'd be like, "Good for Reggie." If they said, "Reggie, I'm never giving you your Heisman back," all right. But to put him in the Hall of Fame based on on on-field and take away his high, do they not say he's a Heisman Trophy winner when they induct him? I mean, that seems silly.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Don't put him in the Hall of Fame. If you're going to have gone to the huge length of taking away his Heisman Trophy, that is very hypocritical. Uh, You're spot on with that that statement. Uh, Dan, I have to let you go now, but... Like you informed me last week, you were, by the way, you were the first to break the news to me that I'm going to be seeing you. Oh, wait, but you're uh, you're going to be away for a few days, correct?
2: No, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right from here. No, no, Charlie, I'm I'm setting my whole life where I'm being on you with 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 you on Wednesdays talking about our various (laughs) uh, workout programs. Uh, So, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I'll I'll go to the ends of the earth. I'll I'll go on the roof. No, Uh, we're going to be doing uh, it. It's up to you. I mean, if I'm it's your show, I'm just proud to be a part of it.
0: No, I listen, I don't want to ever be a Wednesday without you, Dan. So here's, you. Your, here's your homework assignment. I need you to find out if Naples is cool. Find out why Naples is getting cooler and report back because I need to back up these claims yeah. that I've heard being made yeah. by others.
2: You got it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my polyester suit on, my white shoes, my white belt, my open collar, like I did went to prom, and uh, <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll peruse the area. I'll get it done.
0: <gasps> All right. Perfect. (laughs) We'll have a fantastic show and I'll see you soon.
2: Thanks, Charlie. Bye-bye. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned.
0: Okay, everybody, that is it. We are wrapped on this Wednesday. Make sure you're subscribing. You're getting the alerts. You're doing all the things and you're following me on social media across all platforms at Charlie on TV. Everybody. Taylor Swift, our 2023 Person of the Year. Who's your Person of the Year? I want you to think about that as you go forth in your day. Have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow.